Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. April showers bring May flowers. Welcome to the fact off. I got something to say. I got a fact today. Doesn't matter if it's good. I'm going to tell it anyway. Welcome to the fact off. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> is that Creed or what artist is that? Uh, that is Danzig, right? Not Danzig. Uh, Misfits. Wow. Don't even know right. what you're pulling. <laughs> you're not even yeah. I know the cover version by Metallica. I know it's a cover. I just don't exactly know who does the original. I was looking, looking up. It was the Misfits. I was right. <laughs> okay, welcome to the Fact Off. I'm Alex, your host, and with me, as always, is Pat. And the Hello. man who's always blasting people to penis, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't sneak up on people and do that. No, I, that's not me. <laughs> you just go up to their face, <laughs> blast them in the penis. Hi, I'm no. Mike. Blast. Uh, no, I I hated that like trend though in middle school where like guys would just go around and like smack each other right in the right in the generals. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that was the worst. <laughs> they were fun. Yes, yeah, it, it was funny when it happened to other people. <laughs> yeah, I still laugh if somebody if I see another person. Get hit in the balls. I'll still laugh. If I get hit in the balls, you'll never hear the end of it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Fact Off. It's a weekly podcast. We bring you obscure and random facts, and you, the listener, can decide who the winner is. Last week's winner was Mike. Hey, good job, Mike. Woo. Mike's on a winning streak. Well, I mean, Alex, you lost your winning streak. I did. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was just going to move on. Well, can you even call it a streak? Because you only won one week. Yeah, it was a one-game winning streak. Is this the first time all three of us have won in three consecutive weeks? Yeah, possibly. I'm not going back through 23 episodes to find out, but yeah. Let's go back in time when the fact off was much younger. (laughs) That's from the Wiggles, Mike. That's a deep cut for... uh, I don't don't know why Pat knows that song. He doesn't have kids, so he has no excuse for watching that. Uh, Because this song, for one, is awesome. And the Wiggles go back in time. So you could say this is like a precursor to this podcast. But uh, I spent a week out in Ohio visiting Alex and his kids. And we were watching the Wiggles. And we watched so much of it that I did such a deep dive on the history of the Wiggles. Who they were as people. How they became the Wiggles. It's actually very interesting. It's not my fact this week. But maybe sometime in the future I will do a fact all on the Wiggles. But yeah, I just get stuck in these... uh, you know, what are they called? Like, just like wormholes of stupid information on the internet. I'll be on vacation that week. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> we can have a whole Wiggles week. I'll do it myself. I'll do all your voices. Hey, what's up with Mike? I'm Alex. Oh, oh my God. It wasn't me talking. That was you? Yeah, it's me, Alex. That ah! <laughs> <laughs> does sound like me. You want to get into everybody's favorite segment? Wait, wait. I have a victory fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you lose one week and you're like, skip the victory fact. Yeah, Alex, that's so rude. All the feedback online is if Alex doesn't win, the victory fact is stupid and no one cares. That's because you wrote that online. <laughs> I did, and I read it. <laughs> that's the only so, feedback we got. <laughs> <laughs> so my victory fact is a fact I wish was a fact. It's not a fact. What? Um, but I think <laughs> what Kansas City, <laughs> Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas should just be considered the same city. Like, nobody should – if somebody says Kansas City, it's both, all right? Um, you don't have to denote, like, which one it is. It's both. 
What about the two different cities? I think they should fight. They're not. They're like literally on, they're just cross the river and you're in the same city. Like you could blindfold yourself and you'd be the, you wouldn't know the difference. They both <laughs> suck. If you could blindfold me right now, I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I could be anywhere. I'm on the moon. <laughs> but yeah. They're, they're, I mean, one of them has. If if they wa- don't want this fact to be true, they have. One of them has to change their name. Defend yourself, Kansas Cities. Yeah, Kansas Cities. Defend yourself. Missouri should not be called Kansas City because it's Missouri. Should be Missouri City. <laughs> I think there is a Missouri City. Maybe probably is. I uh, don't Google this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is Mike is logo today. But let's jump right into Pat's facts, sad facts, whatever it is. <laughs> Fast Pat's facts, Pat. happy time. Family fin- spectacular. As always, everyone, our disclaimer for this show is don't Google this shit. <laughs> <laughs> or you will be blasted in the penis. Mike's on fire tonight. That's, <laughs> we have so many new catchphrases. <laughs> don't Google this. That's my favorite. <laughs> All right, first up, you could Google this, but it'd be a waste of your time. Did you know that Apple Incorporated was founded on April Fool's Day? No, I didn't, and don't care. I feel like I'm less knowledgeable now <laughs> in life after hearing that. You guys might be able to verify this, but did uh, Ohio DUI offenders must use yellow license plates? I think so. I, I don't know I if that's to... still the case or not, but uh, I think I've seen it before. Yeah, they. I think it's after a couple, too. It's not like your, maybe your first offense. Yeah. I'm not sure. What color do you have to have if you're a sex offender? Let us know, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on, Mike. (laughs) All right, uh, did you know Hawaiian pizza is actually Canadian? (gasps) That explains why it's awesome. Hawaiian pizza is great. I don't care what these. Well, it makes sense because it doesn't have Canadian bacon on it a lot of times. Yeah. And is Canadian bacon even Canadian? Don't Google that, but yeah. Don't Google this shit. (laughs) This one is sad. Selfies kill more people than sharks. That makes sense. People are dumb. <laughs> sharks aren't near as dangerous as everybody claims they are. So, Yeah, selfies are just slightly more dangerous than those non-dangerous sharks. So if, now, what if you're taking a selfie with a shark? It's true. The most dangerous well, game. Maybe there's some overlap there. That's why they're um, so close. Yeah, what if it's just like one more person? And then they're like... It's like going to like five shark attacks a year or some crap. Like it's like really low. Well, that that might be just in North America. Worldwide, there has to be more than five, just five a year, I would guess. That maybe like eight. Thing? Yeah, I would say eight, 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 to, eight to four. These are, these are all things we could quickly Google. We're not. Nope. I refuse. Um, and then finally, it is impossible. To burp in space. Really? Yep. I guess so. Because in space, no one hears you burp. It's true. Would the same go for farting? Like, why is burp just a funnier... No, because you have to pass gas. Hmm. You have to. Maybe because the gases so easily escape your body just because there's less air pressure on you. Um, Whereas if you're under the water, like uh, at the bottom of the ocean in a submarine... Um, if you open like a can of soda, shake it up, it doesn't like fizz out or anything like that. So, whoa, 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 whoa! Are you adding a fact to my fast fun facts? Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Get your own 
Fast fun facts, fun time. Mike. Yeah, that should have been your victory fact, Mike. <laughs> no, Mike is one Mike is starting some shit with Kansas City's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting some crap with Kansas City. <laughs> Alright, those are my five facts. Give me the worst one of the week. Should we do a worst or the best fact of the week? You can no, do whichever one you I, want. I'll do the worst one. You can do the best. So the worst one is 100% stupid Apple one because Apple sucks. <laughs> yeah. And the best one is you can't burp in space. Nice. Not that you'll ever have the chance to even try or anything like that. Everybody's going up into space now. Yeah. I it's like shooting them off. Like There's a good chance by the time we're, what, what like 60? One of the three of us will have done a trip to space. Why, you think it's going to be one of those prizes you get at Shoe Carnival when you walk in the door? Like, they give you, like, a coupon for a free <laughs> space ride? Absolutely. That I think sense. it's just going to, the technology is going to shoot up. It's going to be, like, real passe of, like, oh, you're going to go to flying space this weekend? Yeah, me too. It's going to be like, oh, my closest uh, grocery store is actually in space. A satellite. Let's go up, and then you go back down. That'd be fun. Uh yeah, I feel like my groceries would get all like mangled in the flight. <laughs> nah, it'll figure it out. That's the first thing they should figure out. You know what? I don't want to go to space stores until they can figure out if my groceries are going to get mangled. That's I'm true. Out. I agree. You, you want your groceries to get mangled? It makes it easier to. You don't have to cook. It just everything gets mangled together into an edible, like food. Ooh, that'd be fun. I don't know if Mike knows how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> you never see Mike cook. He just puts all, it smashes all his food together like this. <laughs> He's making a little kid. He's just like banging on the table. No, I do it while I'm driving. I just throw it all in the back of my truck and then just drive around and whatever just I get doing at the donuts. End, that's, that's dinner. <laughs> what do we have for dinner? Just a bunch of crap. <laughs> Throwing it on the back of the car. Take in, kids. All right. So uh, since I'm the winner, I'm going to pick who goes first in this fact off. And. Who went? For, I went first last week, so let's let's go, Pat. All right. Pretty sure I went first last week. Alex went first last week. You went first a week before. Oh, who's so. counting? Who's counting? Uh, I, you are. You the one who yeah. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> um. So we've all seen crazy PR stunts in our life, right? And how? Uh, so here are three that I found. I so I found the my main fact of the PR stunt, but then I found three others to just like throw in there at the beginning. So here are some PR stunts. Um, one time, Taco Bell in 1996 uh, came out with a statement saying that they purchased the Liberty Bell. I do remember that one. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It cost them $300,000, but the outrage was so immense across the nation that it netted them approximately $25 million in free ad revenue. Or not ad revenue, ad advertising. So you're from the city of Philly where the Liberty Bell lives. Were, were people pissed off there or did anybody really care? I was nine, and I don't know. I don't care. I was pissed. Alex didn't talk to me I for was, a full year. <laughs> I was flipping over cars, lighting shit on fire. Were, he, he kicked were, so many chihuahuas that year. What, what were they going to do? Fill it with, like, um, nacho cheese sauce or something? Yeah. When's the last time anybody had Taco Bell? Like two tonight. days ago? I, yeah, you had, I had it tonight. <laughs> you called me while you were at the drive-thru. If anyone listening to this knows Alex... Then you know he calls people while he's going through the drive-thru. I do feel like their marketing used to be a lot better, though. Yeah. Okay, that's not my. Well, fact. They have some good. Hey, they have some good commercials sh- now. That was just a uh, an example of a fact. Oh, but side note: if Taco Bell, if you're listening, and I pray that you are, bring back the Mexican pizza. 
Dear God. People need Taco it. Bell. I have another one. Fast food one. Yeah. Did you know that McDonald's flipped the M upside down for Women's Day? That was a PR stunt. Really? What was this? I don't know. Women's I, Day? I, I actually do remember that as well. I remember seeing Did headlines. They do before or after IHOP switched the P to a B? I don't know. I don't have... this. These are not my... Fa- I, you know what? I'm never going to do setup facts again. IHOP was like probably one of the worst marketing stunts. Because um, nobody probably still ever bought a burger from IHOP. All right. So imagine you're a <laughs> Imagine you're the public relations guy at a college called Lake Superior State University. It's the smallest college in Michigan. What would have okay. been a good uh publicity stunt for your college in 1971? You buy the lake? By the lake, Mike, quick guess. Uh say it's like the party capital of the the country. That's right. Mike is correct. You can get your unicorn hunting license. What? At this college. Okay. So, <laughs> wait, that's not what you said? Did you say uh, no. unicorn hunting license? I feel like this is an episode of community. <laughs> yeah. So, the Unicorn Hunters Society was created by W.T. Rob, or Rabe, or Robbie. I, sorry, I mispronounced your name. Uh, he was a public relations director at Lake Superior State University. And you know why he started a unicorn hunting society? Because going to college in upstate Michigan seems terrible. It's just for publicity. It was just a way to get like national like news and be like, hey, there's this random college in Michigan where you can uh, get your uh, unicorn hunting license. And it worked. They got national like news outlets flew out to Michigan to like record people running through the woods chasing unicorns. I thought you were going to say it's a religious stunt because a lot of religious types uh, believe that the unicorns in the Bible. Do they? Yeah. I've listened to people read the Bible at me for much of my life, and I don't remember ever hearing about unicorns. I think gloss over. It's probably, it's in different translations as well, so. I always heard that the unicorn missed the ark, and that's why they no longer exist. <laughs> I think I've heard that too. <laughs> I think it's an Irish folktale, maybe? Maybe. Um, but yeah, so um, hunting was, the term hunting was a little too aggressive, so they changed it now to questing. And you yourself, even though you don't go to this university, can apply for your uh, unicorn questing certificate and Wait, become a unicorn hunter. It still exists to this day? Yeah, so it was really popular on the campus. It was like their big thing um, from 1971, and then it sort of stopped in 87. <laughs> and then the students discovered beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote here, it stayed on campus until 1987 when it stopped being cool. So, I mean, for 16 years, that's a pretty long time. I, w- I would like to know who there has to be a a joined degree to this. People aren't just going to school for this one one thing, right? Well, it's not even like a. It's just like a society of like whimsical people who like to have fun and like. So he all he started a few other things that are in line with the unicorn hunting society. The one the hunting society started something that is actually still around today, which is called the uh, snowman burning, which because they're up north yeah they have they get so much snow that they always celebrate the beginning of spring by uh melting a giant snowman nice um if you look up the you know they they have their own magazine called the wood runners that's like gets mailed out all across the world like a few times a year they are quite the quirky school it sounds like they could just become the school for like furries yeah 
for furries. Yeah, they could. They could be the school. <laughs> they for could furries. be. Well, because furries are big into unicorns, uh, because there's that show My Little Pony. But the, oh, wait, a minute, I'm just remembering oh, that My Little Ponies aren't unicorns. Are you, did Damn you say it. fairies or did you say furries? I said furries. furries. Oh, I thought you said fairies, like little. No, not like ships Elf that carry creatures. cars no, across the river. Who dress up as animals. And do what? Hang out. What? What's hanging out there, Pat? <laughs> they let it hang out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so anyway, so there was a big uh, publicity stunt. It worked. Uh, this guy was actually seemed like a pretty funny guy. Um, just like one of those like uh, quirky like senses of humor. He has a he created. He's he died, but uh, he created <laughs> oh, a list called the uh, banished words list. For words that are misused, overused, or useless, and every year they release like ten new words to add to the list. It's just like silly stuff that I think our brother Mickey would really like, like a lot of whimsy. Um, he also this one uh, he created Silent Records, which is back in the seventies. You would just buy a record and there'd be no sound played. Our response was exactly silence. <laughs> yeah. You put ten. You put them in jukeboxes. You put ten cents in, and it would just be three minutes of silence. On the thing, that would be nice if you're at like a restaurant that has like a jukebox. <laughs> yeah, you they don't fight exist back. anymore. But <laughs> then, yeah. if you want to hear the story from the people talking in the the uh, table next to yours, yeah. Um, and then two more things he created: uh, a uh, a stone skipping competition, which people still do every year. You can look it up, and we can probably all, we should go as the fact off to the uh, yearly annual stone skipping competition. Are we going to win? No, no. I, I, I'm banned from <laughs> skipping stones because I hit my grandpa on the head with a stone when I was skipping. Oh, please tell me that's your fact this week. No, that's not my <laughs> fact, but I did. I, I uh, threw this. I, I missed the water completely and hit my grandpa in the forehead. Oh. And he bled. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it be- was uh, probably 20 or more years ago. And then Mike became the king of Judea after he did that. <laughs> Is that in the Bible? <laughs> it is. All right. Um, oh, and the last thing he created, the guy who created the Unicorn Hunting Society, uh, also created a movement when the Beatles were coming to America called Stamp Out the Beatles, which people largely, they thought it was because uh, the we're bigger than Jesus. A lot of Jesus talk on this podcast. Um, <laughs> when John Lennon said we're bigger than Jesus, but it was just a tongue-in-cheek, like, silly, like, we're going to stamp out the Beatles. And it gained such like national notoriety about his college is that when uh, they came to New York, someone said, hey, Beatles, what do you think about stamp out uh, the Beatles? And, he, and Paul McCartney said, oh, we're going to stamp out Detroit. So publicity works. Anyway, my whole fact is just about silly publicity. That This is the type of publicity that I could get behind and that we need to start doing for the fact off. Uh, the first listener to vote this week gets a package of hot dogs. I'll mail it to him. Uh, yeah, for sure. You should add like a little box to put their mailing address. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna refrigerate it either. It's just gonna get a room temperature package of hot dogs. You could do whatever you want with it. The first person to vote for me gets refrigerated uh, hot dogs. <laughs> so you'll mail an ice an ice pack with it. <laughs> yes, I won't. All right, and that's my fact. What's it called? Yeah. What's the oh, what do I need a name for it? Uh, yeah, a PR <laughs> stunt. Yeah, the Unicorn Hunting Society. There we go. Okay, Mike, who goes next? I guess I'll go next. Sorry, Alex. 
That's your fine. streak's over, so you go last. <laughs> uh, my week, my fact this week is going to blow your minds. I've got a, actually a heavy topic this week. Um, I've been I was looking at some uh, cool new like modern concrete tech. What? Nice. <laughs> it's heavy. Oh, it's heavy. I get it. <laughs> actually, my fact. Is, it's going to loop around to my fact. So my fact is actually way older than this modern crap. Um, but I, in the process of finding this fact and going through it, I did some research on some modern stuff just, just to kind of wet our whistles a little bit. So um, if you listen to our old podcast, uh, I don't remember the name of that podcast. Was it Future Jam? Yeah, maybe it was. Uh, we talked about 3D <laughs> printed concrete homes a lot. Um, that's so all that, you guys ever talked about. You should have just named that the show. Yeah, we should. People just, loved it. People loved 3D printed concrete homes, and that's like that's the thing. There's actually people buying 3D printed concrete homes now. So I'm like, what else are people doing with concrete nowadays? And <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. But uh, there's actually a light generating cement. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard of that. Um, but it was developed by Jose Carlos Rubio Avalos. Too long a name. Oh, okay. I don't think he should have that long a name. I think it should he should take one out at least. Um, but he did this in Mexico. It absorbs the solar energy during the day, and then at night, uh, it emits blue or green light uh, over twelve hours period of time. That's cool. so. It's like a glow to dark toy. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think he just. <laughs> He got to it by removing the crystallization from the concrete and replacing it with a gel. So, yeah, so wait, the down. house now glows? Well, I mean, you could combine both of those technologies together and make it glow in the dark house, I guess. It'd be kind of fun. You know where it is at all times. Would you prefer green or blue, though? I, I think green light I'd prefer. That seems uh, more fun. Yeah, blue light. I don't want people seeing stains on my stuff, my shirts when okay. I walk in. <laughs> uh, and then um, I found that there's also a translucent cement. Ooh, that's a, that's cool. We should do that so we can see all the pipes underground. Yeah, I mean, it, translucent is not see through. It just you can. What am I thinking of? Transparent. Yeah, transparent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that off the podcast. You could see like a, a outline of something. On the other side, but it's not like see-through. Uh, but they get that by embedding optical fi- f- uh, fibers into the cement. They need to stop okay. mixing stuff in our cement. I, yeah, I don't know. Stop mixing stuff into our. I mean, I think they can. What's some fun stuff you can mix into cement? Like uh, uh, children. Two scoops of raisins. <laughs> two scoops of raisins. <laughs> and then you have like birds like uh, eating your cement. What what other animal <laughs> eat, eats some raisins? I can't. I do. Okay, Pat. Pat will be out there bones. picking at the road, trying to get the raisins out. You see me laying on the ground trying to. That <laughs> uh, must be raisins out today. I saw a kid on my way home from work uh, walk over and start writing his name in concrete, and I was so proud of him because I would have never done that. I get too nervous; I'd get in trouble. Oh, like stuff that was like just uh, drying. Yeah, it was I like guess. wet concrete. No, he's just got a sharpie and was right on. Yeah, people are pretty disrespectful <laughs> of like concrete that's drying. Like in my neighborhood, like they were uh, just paved part of the road, and people were driving over it. So there's like car treads all over that section. Like people are just moving the cones out of the way and driving over it. I'm like, jeez, 
yeah, this is your neighborhood, people. You're going to have to look at this for the next however many years this concrete lasts. Um, yeah, it'll ruin your suspension. Yeah. And, yeah, it probably would. <laughs> yeah, it would, Pat. <laughs> You're thinking ahead. You don't want to get concrete in your suspension. Correct. Um, and then this one kind of leads into my actual fact. But there's a modern self-healing concrete. And how it works is it has bacteria. Wolverine. It's not Wolverine. Wolverine's self-healing. Yeah, but he's not concrete. Well, he's made of like that adamantium like metal. And he's a if you see like Hugh Jackman, he seems jacked. That maybe his enemy, he could have an enemy called self-healing concrete man. That's the worst thing. <sighs> I can't ever. believe they never <laughs> came up with self-healing concrete man. He could be the bad guy. And uh yeah, what what kills Wolverine is self healing concrete man. I want to read this comic. I, I'm actually comic started writing it earlier today. <laughs> self healing concrete man. Yeah. But um basically the idea behind it is it contains bacteria S-H-C-A. which produces limestone. And so as the it gets cracks in it and stuff like that, the bacteria um interacts with the water and repairs the crack. That's cool. So expand. What if if it like water just hits it? Will it just keep expanding? Yes. What if it's the blob? It's the blob. (laughs) No, it's sucked. So it's embedded in the concrete. So when the crack gets exposed to water, it's like water Uh, goes into the crack. It expands and fills in that void, basically. So that's the idea behind self-healing concrete. Can you check your fact? Is it true that if you step on a crack, it'll break your mama's back? That was actually in the notes of like this uh, research site I was looking at. Yeah, um, they said uh, we don't want mothers' backs being broken anymore, so we are trying to fix it. They said yeah. that's why there's so many scientists that no longer study this because they uh, have had to go home and take care of their mother's back. <laughs> it's true. Um, sad, sad truth. That was a good fact. All right, Alex, what's your fact? <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'm like. The reason why I brought up this modern stuff is all, all sounds pretty good, um, but we have still yet to best um, concrete from thousands of years ago. So the people who did it best were the people who did it first. Wait, let me guess. The concreteites. Egyptians. No. Damn. So the Romans were that- the first to develop the concrete. Yeah. Yep. You're close. You like five more guesses. <laughs> yeah, five more guesses. You could have got to the Romans. And... What's crazy is a lot of their structures are still standing to this day, and they're made out of concrete. So, like the um, Pantheon, that's concrete, yep. but it's still standing. The, standing, and it's the new roller coaster at Bush Gardens. Concrete, oh, concrete. Wait, Colosseum, right? Yeah, concrete. So it's like people have always been like uh, curious: why are all these uh, Roman structures still around to this day? Because when they made these places, they dedicated them to the gods. Yeah, we don't do enough of that. Like, I didn't dedicate my house to the gods. I, I don't even know which god I would choose. Dedicate it quick. Dedicate it to a god. Sign <laughs> in. <laughs> but yeah, they their concrete was like way, way better than anything else that we have now. And uh, basically, historians and stuff have studied the texts over the years. And there's still nobody has found the original recipe for the actual concrete they used, even though... Oh, it's two parts cement. <laughs> One yeah. part sugar. 
yeah, people were <laughs> mixing it dry when you should be mixing it wet, and that's what they were screwing up. Is they were that's mixing what I was it? Got to tell you, gentlemen, <laughs> quit mixing nice. it dry. You got to mix it wet. Nice. So it wasn't until 2014 they actually discovered the secret behind why, like, the Roman cement is so or uh, concrete so strong. And what they can I guess? found, you, you can guess, Alex. You'll get it completely wrong. He's gonna say love. <laughs> love. <laughs> no, this isn't Interstellar. We're talking about. Hey, spoilers! I didn't understand that movie, and now you ruined it. <laughs> so what? Going, so what? Their breakthrough discovery was is that it used. Uh, as a mixture, a part of the mixture, um, volcanic dust, and that volcanic dust was called pozzolana. It's from like volcanoes oh, yeah. in like Italy, um, and it's not a wi- it's not okay. widely available everywhere. Oh, so it's pretty much in the vicinity of the Roman Empire. They don't have Italian volcanoes everywhere. <laughs> no, uh, I thought about requesting to get one imported, but no, we, yeah. we don't have one here. Yeah, here's a local Italian volcano. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have one here. We have like the Statue of Liberty, I don't, I, but we don't have a Italian volcano. So um, maybe we could put that on the request. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they'll donate that to us in the next time we, they need a bailout or something like that. Um, so what they found is that. Over time, this this concrete made with pozzolana, um, as it interacted with salt water, it actually strengthened it. So it had like a chemical reaction with the salt water, and it would create a tobermorite. Toblerone. And I I just want to quote Mike before at one point in his life he said, "Salt water don't do shit." <laughs> and now look at you, Mike. Now look at you. I have never besmirched salt water in my entire life. No, I do it all the time. Anytime I swallow <laughs> salt water. <laughs> but yeah, basically, basically they found that the reason why this stuff's sticking around for so long is because the more it interacts with like salt water, the stronger it gets. They're they're actually still trying to this day to find out the full recipe of like how to. Um, it's like KFC's. It's like the mystery between K- KFC's chicken. It's the same behind. This, this. What if it's the same ingredients? It's volcanic ash. Wait, <laughs> why is be. that Italian volcano in Kentucky? <laughs> it's volcanic ash this whole time. Um, but yeah, the, if we ever figured it out, obviously we'd have to import ash and all that stuff. But um, it could be a good modern concrete if we figured it out. Um, but that's my fact, Aroni. What's it called? Roman concrete. Hey, right. who's next? No, that's it. I think we, we're out of time, everybody. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to vote on factoffpodcast.com. Yeah, you were great, Alex, uh, while you lasted. Uh, sorry, um, we actually have to leave because of technical difficulties. But Alex, Alex. All right, go ahead, Alex. Get, get it over with. And my factor is going to be telling each of you guys how you die. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't want to know, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. You ever wonder, like, (laughs) I know Pat has, you ever wondered, like, why, like, in England, they spell center R-E, and in America, we spell it E-R? No, but I I spell a lot of things uh, the British or 
English way. Like I do color C O L O U R. That's dumb. I like using extra letters. Is it to remind them that they lost the Revolutionary War, so they put the R at the end of all the words? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> He's so incorrect. <laughs> um, was a young man by the name of Noah Webster. Oh, he's the in... Webster's Dictionary boy. He is. He truly is. He was born in 1758 in Hartford, Connecticut. His father was a farmer slash weaver, and his mother was a, 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 a mom. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting one big yawn from Pat, so you have to do something right away to get him back to this I was trying to, to be fact. quiet about it. Uh, no, no, no. no. Get it, do something real quick to get him back on this fact, Alex. Well, Mr. Webster, he went to Yale in 1774 at the age of 16. Fuck, I'm back, I'm back in. I'm back into this fact. <laughs> he, gra- he graduated in 1778, and he wanted to go to law school, and his parents were like, well, we can't afford to pay for your schooling anymore. That sounds like so, modern day. He can't go to school. It's too relatable. You know what he couldn't, when he couldn't become a lawyer, you know what he did? Wrote all the words he knew. Those you can't do, Teach. Yeah. So he made his own. He became college. a teacher. Man, answer my own heart. And nobody, nobody thought about the American school system. It was great. It sucked. <laughs> Didn't need the any schools fixing. were overcrowded. Classrooms were overcrowded. There was no desks, and the teachers weren't trained. Worst of all, most of our education stuff still came from England, and this is after the revolution. He's like, no, what? We need some. We need some American stuff. I said revolution yeah. earlier. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? We need American books that teach about America and about like how Americans use words. He used the, the word America a lot. He did. In 1783, he made a book, the Grammatical Institute of English Language, most commonly called the Blue Back Speller. And for 100 years, this is what people used to learn. He sold over 100 million copies. I actually do remember the Blue Back Speller. Yeah, he wrote this. He's like, we need like a standard way for kids to learn. So he made it as easy as possible to learn. There's a grammar one, a reading one, and a uh, spelling one. So one thing he did miss, he could have just called it American language. Yeah, this guy was a weird and dude. Get, get rid of English. We don't speak English here. We speak American. Right, we he, do. He missed the boat. He missed the boat. And I'm proud to be an American. And he was still about this idea that America and it's because America is kind of broken up and like people who kind of speak speaking English, but had like different versions of it. And America should have like a set version of America. English. Yes. I call so. So in 1801, he's like, you know what? I'm going to start working on a book that does not define words that are America that America uses. He learned 26 languages to find like the origins of all these words. In 1806, he invented, he wrote the Compendious Dictionary of the English Language. That was only 37,000 words. That's it. That's it. But big thing he did, he was like, you know what? English is too complicated. And he blamed this on like the English upper class. They were kind of trying to keep English fancy. And he was like, no. So what he did, a lot of the two-letter words, he cut out the one letter. So color, like Mike was saying, he dropped the U and this O-R. Wait, the music? 
he, he came up the with K- that? Yeah, he dropped a K off the end of music. Wait, um, I don't. Music had a K. Yeah, and this how it used to be spelled. K M U S I C. Mike's favorite word, plow, used to be spelled P L O U G H. Cut off. That's added a W. P L O W. Some of the stuff he tried to catch on didn't catch on. Like he, a big thing was getting rid of double vowels. So he wanted bread to be bread with no A. That didn't catch on. It does in my class. <laughs> women, he wanted to be women, W-I-M-M-E-N. That did not catch on. <laughs> nope. Uh, tongue, he wanted to be just T-U-N-G. That one does make sense. That one should be. Yeah. That one should be real. He said that's more closely related to the Latin word. So that's why he thought it should go back to that. But there was a lot of these words like he like sentence and then he's the one that changed R E to E R in a lot of our words in theater. I guess traveler used to have an I in it. He took the I out. And he was just like, no, these are all too complicated to be words. We're dumbing it down. I didn't know the dictionary was so patriotic. Yeah, well, his dictionary is. So then he also added words that they didn't have. He added the word applesauce. Chowder. <laughs> skunk. And squash. And hickory. He added these words because I guess they didn't have them in England. Just so by, by, by 1828, uh, 22 years later, he finished his dictionary that had... 65,000 words in it. So it, I don't think the dictionary is ever finished, though. It's not. Like, they keep adding words to it and all. And they said, like, that the first dictionary did not sell. And then he published this when he was 70. And in 1840, he had, like, a second edition. And that really kind of took off. And he died, like, a day after he finished editing it. And he died. And oh, then it took off. But, um... You're the interesting guy. Uh, they said he, he like wrote the dictionary all because he kind of suffered from depression and anxiety and stuff like that, and it helped him to write the dictionary. That's good. And then he's also known as the father of the American copyright. He was instrumental in getting copyright laws, past, the first ones passed in America for writers. He thought That's that cool. they, we had to p- protect writers. He was an interesting guy, super religious. Um. They would say a lot. 6,000 words in his dictionary had like religious tie ins to like the meanings. Maybe that's why we have problems when people look up the word marriage. That's one of the words. So, Ooh. wait a minute, Alex. Did he have any curse words in his dictionary? So, I was reading, he had like every word, and then somebody complained. So, at one point, he had like a different version of it where he took out like all like the offensive words. For ch- and then, like for children and women, he said. And that's when the Urban Dictionary came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who created that? <laughs> but yep, so like we still use his base dictionary. And then I looked up Marion. There were like two brothers that owned like a print shop that bought the rights to the dictionary, and then started printing it. That's why it's Mar- Marion Webster's dictionary. No, they didn't do anything. They printed it. But it was the itch. He was an interesting guy to worry about. Like, he seemed super lame. He was like, he said he got made fun of a lot from like other peers. But like, I've had one thing where he had a conversation with Washington, and Washington wanted to hire a Scottish 
tutor for his kids. And he's like, no, you should hire an American tutor for your kids. Well, you got to be pretty out there if you write an entire like book about the definitions of every single word. And you're like absolutely certain this is the proper spelling for every single word that's in there. Like you have to be pretty prideful that you're the one that should, you know, come up with all this stuff. And he also found this Amherst College with Emily Dickinson's grandfather. And Emily Dickinson and his granddaughter went to school together at Amherst. What? Oh, my God. Did they get their unicorn hunting license? They did. That was not at Amherst. They don't know that. I just thought it was interesting, like, the history behind the dictionary. Yes. One guy thought it needed to be done to preserve American language and kind of like you also it was like this we need this to help protect the republic he had some weird opinions about stuff um you don't say he's america guy. first <laughs> you don't yeah. say he, he'd be about uh nowadays he'd be like oh english should be the official language of america he'd be that guy well like he like had an interesting like you could tell definitely by his older age he just became like a cranky old man but it was pretty interesting to worry about like uh learn about and like he was a bound um, anti-slavery. He was that's good at least. He wrote. He had like a publication that that only lasted like a year, but it was like big publication of trying to get women educated and all. Big in the education and like learning about America and learning about American like English. So he was against slavery. He made the dictionary. Was best friends with Jim Lee Dickinson. And Who? Jim, <laughs> Jiminy, her brother, Emily's brother, Jiminy Dickerson. And he made Amherst College. What else can this guy do? And they said he ran the mile under four minutes. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> Is that true? But no, oh. but that's my fact. I thought it was interesting. The name of my fact is the definition of Webster. Uh, nothing. Nothing? Good for him. I thought it was a good title. You're supposed to clap. I thought it was a good title. <laughs> oh, okay, let's read the titles. Oh, Unicorn Hunting Society. Yeah, that's what it was about. I'm trying to give people, you know, what it's about. Uh, Roman Concrete. And the best fact of the night, the definition of Webster. So next time you sit down to read your dictionary, think of old Noah Webster. Uh, go to factoffpodcast.com to vote. There's a link for on your podcast app just to click, and you can go vote for my fact. Uh, check us out on all the social socials. We're posting a little bit more on Facebook and Twitter and I Instagram. I missed last week, guys. Sorry. Yeah, Pat's supposed to do like a best thing. This week will probably be uh, blasting in the penis. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to do, don't Google this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.